Peace and blessings upon you all and welcome back to the Muslim Mind Space. I hope you guys have had a good fortnight. I have disappeared for the past couple weeks because I am finding it hard to find a charger for my laptop. My laptop charger absolutely died on me. I'm literally sitting here now at 25% hoping I can get this podcast to you ladies because I cannot fail you guys for another week. So with that aside, showing my commitment here, um, let's get back to the topic of marriage. And we were up to communication and dating your partner. That is the theme for today's episode. So I am sure that people who have been married for a very long time can probably second this with the fact that, and I'm sure we all can because this is all we hear, is that communication is key. But we never understand or are told why communication is key. And oftentimes women come into my clinic and they're having these problems where they're lacking that communication. They're lacking that effort. They kind of have that give up attitude. Why am I going to continue to repeat myself? He just never gets it. You know, he just doesn't comprehend what I want. I don't want anything that, you know, that massive. Why can't he commit to these little things that I'm asking? And oftentimes I really tell my ladies that number one, how are you addressing the problem? Number two, how are you addressing the problem? And number three, how are you addressing the problem? And why is it the same question for the three points? Because how we address a problem is going to get us the response we want or the response that we don't want. How we address a problem takes in many things in consideration, not just having the conversation. So it takes in like, am I trying to have this conversation when he's walked in the door from work and he's just, you know, he's switched off. He's switched off, right? Am I having this conversation when I'm a breaking point where I'm screaming and yelling and crying and just really, really, really at my wits ends? Am I having this conversation in a way where I'm belittling this person or, 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 throwing blame onto that person rather than taking responsibility or accountability in the areas where I'm enabling. And these are common trends I've seen. And I know we are all guilty of this, all of us, but the way we deliver a message and communicate is so important because there is nothing you cannot deliver to someone if you know how to deliver it well. Like if you really put it into perspective, You know, doctors for a living tell patients that they're dying, you know, or that their loved ones have died. Like that is not an easy job. So if there is a nice way to deliver a message like that, I think there is a pretty productive way to deliver the things that you would like to address with your partner, your husband. And it starts first and foremost with knowing your partner. And if you have been married for a period of time, you would know by now how your husband communicates, what sets him off, the approach to have with him. And, you know, I tell a lot of my women, and I might get some slack for this, but marriage is literally like outwitting that person into the decision you want to make, you know, but you make them feel like they've made the decision. That's what effective communication is. It's being able to address something in a manner where that person feels seen, feels heard, feels validated, but you're holding your boundary on what it is that you want, what you need. So how do you do this? 
The best example that I give to my clients is addressing a problem from your point of view and making that person feel so important. So for example, um, you know, your husband isn't giving you the connection that you need. So instead of going up to them and being like, you're never there, you're not at home, you know, you're always with your mates, how many times do I need to tell you that I want to spend time with you, I'm so over this, you can sit there and bring it from your point of view and say, you know, I'm feeling really disconnected from you and I don't like feeling like that because I love it when me and you are on the same page and when I'm close to you. So is there anything I can do to help you help me bridge that gap. Now, I know a lot of you ladies are probably laughing like, yeah, I'm going to my husband's going to laugh in my face if I talk like that. However, what you also don't realize is that our husbands react to us because they know how we respond. And it's usually snappy, it's usually in a fight, it's usually in an irritated manner. So if we're coming across and doing a 180 in our delivery, of course, you're going to find that a little bit odd. But what you'll see is over time, it'll become something that they become comfortable with. When they see that you're holding that boundary, when they see you're modeling a behavior that you want them to model in themselves, they feel that little bit of embarrassment if they're not modeling that behavior that you are right? But when you're modeling negative behavior, they're going to model negative behavior. When you lead by example, they will eventually follow and maybe not to the same degree as you, but those bigger behaviors or attitudes or kind of um, obstacles that were paramount in the communication or in getting your needs across will start to slowly break down because you're doing things differently. And in order to get a different outcome, you need to do things differently. So ask yourself and ask your husband, how can I help you to give me this desire that I'm after? How do you need me to show up for you? And take accountability for the parts where you're not showing up. You know, perhaps I've been busy all week with the children. I've been extra snappy at you. I really appreciate you having patience with me this week. Men love being praised. Men love words, even if they tell you they don't. Men love to hear that they're appreciated. Men love to hear that they have a presence in their home. Men love to hear that they mean more to you than just being providers. You know, it is their job to provide, but it's also our job to acknowledge them providing and appreciate it and, you know, boost them up with the things that they do do for us. And you can't go in expecting your husband to boost you up and have your confidence and support you in everything you do if you're not doing the same. So lead by example, show the behaviors and attitudes and habits you want by first presenting yourself in that manner. And another point of conflict that I do want to mention, or communication, should I say, that I do want to mention is that point of conflict. So oftentimes a lot of women come to me and they're like, you know, we've had a massive fight, it all blew up, and then everyone went to bed angry and woke up the next day as if nothing happened. The problem isn't the conflict. The problem is the lack of repair. So if you're not repairing after a conflict, it just gets thrown under the carpet And then next week when you're fighting again, you're bringing up what happened three years ago on Thursday at five o'clock, right? That's because there's been no repair since three years ago, Thursday at five o'clock, okay? So it is super important for you to have these uncomfortable conversations 
after these conflicts arise. Sit down, plan a time, and I don't mean conversation in in 300 word text message. No, an actual conversation of, hey babe, yesterday we had a bit of a disagreement. I would love at 6 p.m. tonight to have that conversation. You can throw that in a text message, but don't tell me you spent 20 minutes writing a message that's 300 pages long because half of that stuff is not going to land, especially if you're sending it to him and he's at work, right? It's not going to land. It's just going to sound like noise. So this is all about doing things differently than what you're currently doing. That means having these conversations and addressing not only where he's upset you, but where you have upset him. Coming back in a logical frame, not in an emotional frame and saying, you know what, I put my hand up, I was out of line. I think I was a little bit snappy yesterday. That's why I made a big deal out of that because on a normal day, it would be nothing. Or I don't appreciate how you spoke to me. I don't appreciate the words you used. Um, And I do not expect for you to speak to me like that here on out. You know, there is a way to have these hard conversations and deliver the message in a soft manner. And when you're delivering something in a soft manner, especially to a man, it doesn't come across where his ego is going to want to come out because men are kind of ego driven because they have that kind of dominance. They have that territorial factor. They have that kind of, They need to assert their presence and their dominance, so to speak. So when we're coming and we're trying to challenge that, you're just going to meet challenge with challenge. But when you come in a roundabout way and you're showing the male that you are submitting to their dominance, to their presence, and submitting doesn't mean I'm throwing everything away and I'm just following this person. Absolutely not. There is a very subtle way to be submissive and assertive at the same time. And these are skills that you need to learn through communication, yet again, in order to outwit the other person in the sense where he's feeling masculine, he's feeling his dominance, he's feeling his territory, but this is what I expect, right? And there's a nice way to do that. And oftentimes, yet again, my women laugh at me like, Jasmine, I'm seriously going to try this? Yeah, try it and let me know how it goes. And they come back and tell me, Jasmine, he stopped fighting with me. Jasmine, we did have that communication. Jasmine, his behavior is changing. Jasmine, he actually tripped out today when I when I went up to him and I hugged him and said, I appreciate him. Why? Because men crave this just as much as you do. They really, really do. Like imagine yourself as a little girl and when you look at your partner, he has a little boy inside of him. Everyone has needs that have gone unmet. Everyone has wants that have gone unmet. Everyone has things that they're carrying inside of them that they need. And who else are they going to get that from if it's not from their wife, right? So just like you have needs, we also need to remember our men have needs. And communicating those needs in a specific way in order to get an outcome, who who doesn't want to do that, right? So it's super important, communication, being able to boost your husband up and make him feel like he is the man is key in allowing a man to feel important, right? Send him that text message just like you want to receive one. Buy him that present just like you want one. When he comes in the door, put a smile on your face just like you would want to be greeted like that with a hug or with a kiss or a babe, I missed you. Things work both ways. So you must lead by example. 
And when you're leading by example and your needs aren't being met, then speak on the issues. But if you're just as bad and lacking as your husband, then honestly, you don't have grounds to even complain about a thing because you haven't shown up or valued or put in effort to speak on someone else's lacking, right? And key is make up with your partner. Have those tough conversations. Have those uncomfortable conversations. Make it a non-negotiable that every single time there is an argument or disagreement, you draw the line. And oftentimes I tell my clients to have a safe word. So if you feel like this conversation is going absolutely nowhere, call your safe word and you pick a time and a day where this conversation is going to be had as a conversation. No aggressive talk, no going back and forth, no fighting to be right. And fighting to be right is actually such an important point here because I tell my women as well, don't fight to be right, fight for comprehension. There's no point being right if he or you haven't comprehended the problem or the solution. Being right serves no one. Comprehending serves everyone. And on top of all of that, date your partner. Like, why are things so exciting at the start? Why are you so obsessed with each other and can't be without each other? Because you're dating each other. You are with each other. You are courting each other. You are sitting there day in, day out, messaging this person, sending, you know, Um, pictures or flowers or surprises and you're planning dates and you're doing this and yes it looks different with work yes it looks different with kids however you can still do an at-home date you can have a non-negotiable day a week or night a week should I say where you're hanging out at home together where from seven to nine o'clock that is exclusively your time you can still make dating fun Send that good morning text, send that random I miss you, send that random I appreciate you, you know, book that thing for him and his mates or go book him, I don't know, a haircut, whatever it may be. Make that person feel important in order for that person to make you feel important. And I know a lot of women are going to be like, why do I need to put the effort? Why do I need to put it in? I already do everything. And you know what? That's your ego talking. That is your ego talking. And what do I say to my clients? They know me. I'm really straightforward. What do I say to my women when they tell me this? If it's going to get you the outcome you want, then why not? Why not? At the end of the day, in order for us to see change and see our relationship grow, we need to do things we haven't done before. And sometimes that means that I need to plan that holiday. I need to book that restaurant. I need to buy him that present. I need to message him. And then once you build up that enough times, you're then able to say, hey, you know, I would love it if you could message me. I would love it if you could buy me flowers. I would love it if this. It's like, why do I need to ask? I can just go get it myself. Get out of that talk. Get out of it. The truth is, He's probably not thinking about buying you flowers every single week because he's got a thousand and one other things on his brain. So if you hint him saying, babe, I would really love if you could buy me flowers, what is wrong with that? Get your ego out of the way because ego has no place in a marriage, has no place in a relationship, to be absolutely honest with you. And catch yourself when you are acting in ego. 
Catch yourself when you are playing victim. Catch yourself when you are enabling negative behaviors to run in your relationship, in your communication style. Because these are things that create wedges between you and your partner, creates distance between you and your partner, creates reoccurring problems that have probably taken over your relationship for the past couple years. And sit down with your partner and have some non-negotiables. You know, maybe it's every fortnight you're going on a date. Maybe every fortnight he's buying you flowers. Maybe, you know, you're sending him that text message. And even go to the stage where if you need to schedule a reminder to send that text message, you're going to do that. And don't laugh because these are things that I also tell my clients. And the responses they get from their husbands are unbelievable. So if it takes you to schedule something like that until you make it a new habit, do it. What do you have to lose by making your husband feel important? By helping yourself present yourself to the best possible ability in your relationship? What do you have to lose by continuing to grow and be a selfless person? At the end of the day, we lose nothing. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rewards us for everything we give to our families, to our husbands. And if you put intention in your heart that I'm doing all of this for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you get rewarded for every single thing that you do toward your husband and for your family. If you do it selflessly. Intention is key. So even if it's not reciprocated how you wanted, even if you don't see immediate change, even if it's tiring and if if it takes so much effort, every single time you are being rewarded if you have the right intention, inshallah. So really, really, you don't have anything to lose but so much to gain. You're gaining the reward. You're gaining that relationship you want. You're gaining being a better person regardless of how that other person reciprocates it or not, right? You're being selfless. You're being grateful. You're making someone else feel important. You're making yourself feel important by making someone else feel important. Being of service and giving back is what makes you feel human, is what makes you feel grateful and loving and happy and fulfilled in life, being of service. And who else to be of service to besides your husband and your family and the things you have for yourself? At the end of the day, what you create in your home is going to have a ripple effect on everything around you, especially your children. And they're going to take what's in their home and put it in the homes that they create. And it's going to go and go and go. So ask yourself, is what I'm putting into my home today something I want my children to take and open their home with tomorrow and my children's children and their children? And if the answer to that is no, start somewhere small. There are heaps of advices I've given you in this episode. Take one thing and apply it for the next six weeks. And I would love to hear about the changes that have occurred. And if you would love to share those with me because I really, really want to start to get to know my listeners. Reach out to me on Instagram at mind.space.academy and please DM me, introduce yourself, tell me what you liked about the episode, tell me what you're digging about the podcast and what you're not. I really want to get to know my listeners. Hit that follow button on my podcast and on my Instagram and please, please, please don't be shy. We are all Muslims on this journey of life, just really writing it out 
trying to put the best foot forward and be the best versions of ourselves. So please flick me a DM and I will speak to you all on the next episode of the Muslim Mind Space. Peace. Thank <sighs> you.